Hello and welcome to episode 52 of the Retro Game Time Machine podcast. This week, time travelers, we're having a chat about Mario Kart Super Circuit for the Game Boy Advance and going back to the year 2001. At the time of recording, it is July 17th, 2022. I am Ashley Newton and joining me through a series of tubes is my co-host, Andy the Android. Hello. How are you doing today on this fine Sunday? Uh, yeah, we're we're cutting things a little close, aren't we, this time? So Yeah, so I think actually this is probably going to be a day late, and uh, yeah. I guess folks that are listening to it will notice that. Sorry about that. I, pl- I planned on giving you a heads up because I thought it was going to be even later, um, mm-hmm. but thankfully it should only be about a day late because, you know, life happens sometimes, and sometimes you got to spend way too much money taking your cat to the vet <laughs> and being real worried about stuff for like the better part of a week so yeah i th- I thought we were past all of this oh um. <laughs> so did i i really thought we were past all this too but it's uh it's been it's been a crazy roller coaster of a week um between stuff going on with my older cat which i think she's on the mend now and should be doing well mm-hmm. um to doing a lot of interviews and then finally getting a job offer that i'm happy with that uh, I think I'm going to be accepting in the very near future. Hooray. So, but the podcast will still go on, right? Yes. So <laughs> the, all of this should be, should remain unaffected. I mean, you're, uh, you're making crazy money on this podcast. So <laughs> it's, you know, it's, I know it's a big step to walk away from it for the job, you know, you're taking a pay cut, but. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. If only. Yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. We're, we're, we're just for fun. So. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, what's been going on with you? Um, good things. Good things, I think. Uh, you know, I probably sound a lot better than the last time that we oh, recorded. Yeah. Hopefully so. me too, because the the pitch of my voice in the last recording was also different. That was one of the other things that I didn't mention mm-hmm. in that intro, but was something that I was very irritated about with uh, uh, Riverside. So we, we're actually... We're, we're testing out something new. We're testing out Melon app right now and uh, also trying to do some local recordings. So anyway, hopefully, hopefully the audio quality will be better going forward, but we'll find out when I uh, do the edit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully um, in, in, you know, legit IRL last week, I did not sound, I sounded pretty nasally. So I'm feeling a lot better, like more like myself these days. Um, I got this thing uh, called a neti pot. Um, so yeah, and I've been, I've been using that and everyone says I'm kind of crazy and that's disgusting and don't, don't use those things, but, uh, you can look it up and I'll save you guys the details now, but it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've heard good things. It's, it helps my sinuses. It, um, at times, even when I, when I first finished, it's, it's kind of like using mouthwash. It kind of burns for a second, but then like afterwards, it's just like, oh my God, so much better. Like I, I can breathe. Like I'm not, you know, I don't have like one nostril clogged all the time, which is a normal bodily function. Your, your nose will actually favor one nostril over the other, depending on different situations. But, uh, but yeah, it's not just be, not because of congestion anyway. So that's that's the thing that can happen. I, I went to the beach yesterday, which nice. is nice. And I, I avoided getting sunburnt, even though I was out in the sun. Normally, I like to have like an umbrella, some sort of canopy, you know, just yeah. somewhere to retreat from the sun, you know, in between uh, sunscreen applications and things like that. But yeah, uh, but yeah, no, it was good. It was good. I went swimming in the ocean and it was... Ooh, that had to be chilly. Oh, it it always is at first. Let me tell you, it was brutal getting in because, uh, you know, kind of 
where we live, the uh, ocean average is about and 58 to 62 degrees, uh, but which is cold, but I promise you, you spend about five minutes in there and then you're kind of like, this is actually really nice. Like, yeah. Your body gets a little bit numb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, though, even that passes, I'm kind of like, I felt like I was in a swimming pool after a little bit. Oh, nice. So, yeah. And I was floating on my back, you know, making dives to the bottom. Like I was, I was having a good time. So awesome. So that was a good time. Um, other than that, just, you know, playing some games, you know, playing some games that I can't talk about just yet. Cause we, for one, we talked about that at the end of the show, but I've also been playing, uh, a next, next week's basically next game of the show. Yeah. I've done a little bit. I, I, I was, I was ready to, to go gung ho with it. And then just like my whole week just got shot to crap. <laughs> yeah. Down the toilet. So <laughs> But good thing, but for good reasons, right? You yes. Know, cats, cat, kitty's doing okay right now, and job offers on the way. So, you know. Yeah, I just, I just need to things. accept once I get a couple uh, answers to my questions. But it's, it's looking pretty good. Can't wait to okay. fully work remote again. Yeah, it, recruiters, if you're listening, that's you know he's going to accept. He's going to the market, <laughs> so you can stop. Yeah, I think I think by the by the time by the time this posts, uh, I should have already accepted. So, awesome! Hooray! Okay, um, sounds good. Uh, did you want to talk about the news? Anything else you want to talk about in our daily lives? Um, kids seem like a lot of work. I just want to throw that out there. I've been yes. in, in the, since we recorded last, I have seen, I think three pairs of children, um, all ranging from like five years old to nine years old. And yeah, it's, it seems like a lot of work. So Heresy. Uh, kudos, kudos to you parents, um, out there for, for taking all of that time in your life to dedicate to your children. Yeah. Um, I was exhausted after only a few hours of each experience. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Kids are a lot of work. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever be ready for that, but I hope to be one day. So. <laughs> All right. Well, now that that's been said, news time. Um, the first thing here, Sony unveils PlayStation Stars, a new loyalty program aimed at players. I think this is kind of cool. It seems like it's similar to the Microsoft Rewards program and also Club Nintendo. So I think it's it's great that Sony is kind of catching up to that because um, those are two services from Microsoft and Nintendo that I've I've used a lot. Like I've I've gotten so many uh, so many gift cards through like Xbox gift cards through the Microsoft Rewards program from buying stuff on Xbox. You just get rewards for that browsing stuff with bing whatever there's a lot of different ways like uh, doing doing trivia <laughs> you can get points that go towards that and like nintendo you know with the gold coins um it's i can't remember it's like maybe what five percent of your purchase or something converts to gold coins and then you can use those uh towards future digital purchases so um, d digital purchases, including games. Is that, was that a thing? I just, you, you said something there. I think yeah. it says, uh, oh, okay. Oh, cool. Um, because I was actually going to tear this thing to shreds right now, um, for, you know, basically earning points to things that I don't want or need, like, like, uh, you know, digital collectibles, but little discounts on digital purchases are kind of nice. It, yeah. it, you know, 
you can say what you want about digital purchases. I'm only getting more and more against them as I go. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there is a certain matter of convenience that, okay, I'm going to have to spend $60 any way, shape, or form to get this game. And I don't want to go anywhere or wait for it to come in the mail. So nice to purchase it. And it's nice just, you know, it's better to have the physical because for the sake of, you know, having sort of ownership over the, uh, even though what does that mean anymore? But um, <laughs> yeah, having, you know, if, if they pull all the services, services, you know, like a pretty much exclusive online game, what is that when they stop the servers when you have the physical disc? But uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's nice to have a little benefit, even though you're not getting a disc, you know, the, the two things don't seem equal in my mind, a, a disc for $60 or a digital purchase for $60. They don't, not to, not in my mind. Yeah. Or 70. Yeah, that's right. So, um, but I, I like this. I like this. I was just chatting with some uh, Twitch streamers on this issue or in someone's Twitch stream about like, it would be really nice if, uh, you know, Steam points amounted to digital purchase credit somehow. Seriously, because I have an insane amount of Steam points that I'm <laughs> never going to actually use from buying my index. So, um, I'm, I'm sure you're in the same boat there too. It's like, uh, it's like, what do I do with all these steam points? Yeah. Um, you can purchase trading cards. You want digital trading cards? Yeah, great. Um, (laughs) so yeah, it looks like also, I guess one of the last things to say on this PlayStation stars also have a monthly check-in campaign that players fulfill simply by playing a game. So this sounds like what Microsoft's doing with, uh, all the game pass reward stuff, which is cool because that, that also the game pass reward stuff gives you those points that you can you can redeem for all different kinds of stuff so it again it just looks like sony's doing the same thing which is i think is great um Mm -hmm. yeah uh and also the digital collectibles that they're talking about they're (laughs) they've made uh, a specific point to say it is definitely not nfts definitely not so yeah um I'm, i'm glad to see that they're not trying to like reward you with nfts (laughs) yeah that's that's true and probably nfts would probably cost more money to make than what they're going to be offering um so uh there there was one thing i heard that maybe uh there will be certain uh points that you can earn for like being the first in your time zone to platinum a game which i thought was kind of interesting yeah that'd be cool I think about, you know, Hawaii is probably got the easiest because they're kind of <laughs> on their own out there. But uh, anyway, it's just I, I think that 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 stuff is cool. It, you know, I, even though it's probably going to be exploited and be very hard to get things like that. But yeah, but if they if they just have it like as ba- like some similar to the basic challenge side things where it's like play a PlayStation plus extra game. Like, boom, yeah. here's some points the yep. the way that it is with like. Play a game on Game Pass. Get an achievement from any game that's on Game Pass. Um, you know, stuff like that. So, it'd be cool. Do you want to talk about the next one? Sure. Um, even though this is a game that you're very passionate about. But um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge cowabungas its way into one million copies, uh, according to Game Informer here. So, that's the, I have to give credit to their title that they have there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, this is this is awesome. I mean, and I think uh, is a is a good sign for even games that are launching day one on Game Pass. It doesn't mean that all your sales are going to be cannibalized. Yeah, um, 
I, I don't know if one million is is included in Game Pass. I doubt it. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine that that because it's talking about copies sold and yeah, playing right. it on Game Pass does not give you full ownership of the game. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm stoked to see this that that they've sold over a million copies now because um, yeah. the game is so good. Worse. Yeah, nothing's worse than buying a game that you absolutely love and it sells poorly because there's there's nothing that says like you're probably not going to see another one of these than than something like that. Yeah, I mean that would be amazing to be able to see uh, another brand new Ninja Turtle beat 'em up. But um, I'm really excited for Kawabunga Collection that still should be coming out sometime this year. Mm-hmm. But it is it is super nice seeing that like this game has been so well received. And that it was worth like some of the hype that it had, um, that it lived up to it. I mean, it's let's see, uh, le- uh, let's see. Concluded his review. So this is from Marcus Stewart. I'm assuming this is also from Game Informer. Um, yeah. He said, "Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge gives me what I wanted—a polished, raucously, if I'm saying that properly, because I, I think I am, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> raucously fun throwback." The play is better than how I remember the original games. Turtles fans, new and old, will find plenty to love, but those possessing a nostalgia for this era of the franchise are in for the biggest treat. Invite some friends, order a pizza, and prepare to relive your childhood in the best possible way. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, pretty poetic, you know, and I think and you would agree. <laughs> yes, this, I think, so that, that's one thing that I haven't been able to do yet is play local multiplayer with this, yeah. um, which... I have not actually played this in the past two weeks um, because I played it so heavily in the first two weeks that it came out. I need to give myself a little break before going back and uh, finishing up, the, I think, the last two or three achievements that I need sure. to, to close it out. But um, this definitely is not going to be... or th- This definitely is going to be actually a game that I, I continue to come back to quite a bit, I'm sure. Uh, just the way that I've done with uh, turtles in time so probably a serious contender for game of the year for you i'm 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 just gonna s- spoil that oh I, yeah I, it's I, it's gonna yeah. be in the list somewhere <laughs> yeah. for sure somewhere. so spoilers <laughs> for for the top five uh show likely coming at the end of this year um it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be in the list somewhere well we'll see we still got we still got half a year to go basically so there might be some other stuff that might dethrone it from potentially being number one yeah but we'll see yeah, my um, biggest hyped game right now is Callisto Protocol. That has the chance for me. Like, I, I hate to buy into hype, but this one I'm I'm gonna allow myself. That to, that's to the that's the Dead Space game. That's not Dead Space. That's correct. Yeah, yeah it, it it looks good. Like it <laughs> yeah. it looks gory and terrifying. So yep. it looks uh, looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> so the, you know, I I hate to hate to say it. I might might be disappointed, but I I hope not. So I just expectations in check i think i try not to buy into hype at all you know like because just say like we'll see we'll just see if it's good you know (laughs) there's i don't need to throw money down before it comes out yeah i feel like i'm getting better at that as i'm as i'm aging um because like (laughs) it's hard yeah i just I, i know that i've already said it here on i don't know what episode but like the the hype that i had for gta 4 and then gta 5 I just remember like being riddled with anxiety with how much I was like, I need to play. I really want, I can't, I can't wait to play this. Yes. Um, 
So I'm trying to, I'm trying to chill out things that I'm seeing where I'm like, Oh my God, that looks like that would be really fun and really exciting. I don't want to look at anything more about this until it's out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, that reminds me. I, I think I'm still bought into the hype of GTA five <laughs> somehow. <laughs> oh yeah. That's funny. Uh, yeah. I purchased GTA five for PS five. So <laughs> You, you, this is the part where mash berates me no not me at all I'm part of the problem it's okay it's all right <laughs> it's all right i i've been uh having a little bit of my own gta 5 experience which i'll talk about uh towards the end of the show <sighs> i'm jealous i need to like <laughs> get back in there. yeah i mean honestly like when i was getting into it a little bit like there was something that just clicked in my head where i was like i want to i want to play this again and i'm like oh yeah this is why this is still selling gangbusters because it's super fun. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, enough about enough about GTA five. Uh, last thing in the news I've got here is lollipop chainsaw remake will be as close to possible or sorry, as close as possible to a remaster. Um, mm. So I have not yet played lollipop chainsaw though. I did. Um, I did pick it up for the 360 used a while back because I'm like, this looks like the kind of ridiculous game that I would have a lot of fun with. I just haven't sat down and given it that time. So it's, it's interesting now that there's a remake coming and I still haven't played the original. So I'm, I'm going to still focus on the original whenever I decide to play it. But mm -hmm. you know, it's a cheerleader with a chainsaw, like killing zombies. What's not to love. Yeah. And there, there's a YouTuber I really like to watch. His name's uh, G-Man Lives. And one of his favorite games ever is like Doom. So that's what a lot of his channel is themed around. So, but he, he normally reviews FPSs, but he did kind of go through and, you know, give his impressions on this game and overall liked the game, which, you know, he doesn't give a lot of praise out, but uh, he did say that the, the combat feels a little shallow. Uh, sure. So um, that's, that's the only thing. But uh, I, so I'm looking forward to playing it or experiencing it one day because it just basically seems like in the same vein as Bayonetta. And I like the idea of Bayonetta. So, yeah. It, so it looks like it's from Suda51 um, the, and the folks who made a game called The Silver Case, Killer Seven, No More Heroes, and then of no course, Ali Pop Chainsaw. So that's the one, even more than Bayonetta. I want to go through No More Heroes. I know it's on Switch now and very oh, yeah. easy to get to. Yeah, I think there, I think there are three No More Heroes games on the Switch yes. now. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like this game, this this game looks video gamey to me. It's just goofy and it looks fun. So and there's zombies and uh, I'm I've heard that you don't like zombies at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll I'll, I'll make an exception to my no zombie game rule. <laughs> oh God. You give me zombies or give me death. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, man. I just, I just love me a zombie game. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, anything else you want to cover before we jump in the time machine? I don't think so. Light on news this week, but I'm okay with that. We can get to the good stuff. <laughs> all right. Let's get in that time machine. And we have arrived. It is August the 27th, 2001. And on that radio, I'm hearing the number one song today in the United States, which is Fallen from Alicia Keys. I, I should have actually listened to the song because I can't remember what it is. I'm sure that I know I, it. I can't remember either. So <laughs> I was trying to. Uh, and then 
now that that song is finishing is the number one song in the UK today, which is Let's Dance from Five, which I also definitely do not know this song and should have listened to. But hey, like I said, it's been a crazy week. Yeah. Um, Other things going on this month here in August of 2001, August the 19th, German Ferrari driver Michael Schumacher wins the Hungarian Grand Prix at the something to clinch his fourth F1 driver's championship and equal Alan Prost's record of 51 Grand Prix victories. August 25th, singer Aaliyah and eight others killed in an air crash in the Bahamas. That was such a bummer. Mm -hmm. August 27th, Angelina Jolie is named the UNHCR Goodwill Ambassador at the UNHCR headquarters in Geneva. Music albums released this month include Iowa from Slipknot, 8701 from Usher, Get Ready from New Order, No More Drama from Mary J. Blige, Supernova from Lisa Left Eye Lopez, and Anyone for Doomsday from Power Man 5000. Movies released this month include Hedwig and the Angry Itch, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Summer Catch, Rat Race, The Others, The Princess Diaries, Rush Hour 2, Osmosis Jones, and American Pie 2. I know I saw American Pie 2 in theaters. <laughs> yeah, Princess Diaries is good. I, we just watched um, Devil Wears Prada the other night. Oh, nice. Halfway, so. I, still, good, both good I still haven't seen Devil Wears Prada. Ooh, it's on Hulu. Check it out. Yeah, I just think of uh, The Office and Michael's steak. And he's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And he's like, so he's like, didn't know until the end when he finished watching because I guess he'd only seen part of it. And he's like, who would have thought that Meryl Streep was the bad guy? Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I guess spoilers. I don't know. I don't know how much of a spoiler not, that is. Really. The fact that yeah. I haven't seen the movie either. She's established as a villain very early All in right. the movie. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, video games released this month include Golden Sun and Wario Land 4 on the Game Boy Advance, Madden NFL 2002, Dave Mirror Freestyle BMX 2, and Devil May Cry for the PlayStation 2. And I'm sure there were some other games, but man, the Wikipedia entry on uh, this particular month was pretty light. Mm. Um, so with all that being said, the stage has been set super Mario or sorry, I'm going to, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep saying it. I'm so used to saying super Mario Kart, but no, it is Mario Kart super circuit. <laughs> Your brain is autocorrected. I know. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Speaking of light, we're going to talk about, um, lightweight, uh, Mario Kart experiences. Again, uh, as said, released August 27th, 2001 in the U S uh, today it is playable on the game boy advance Wii U virtual console and 3ds ambassador. So this is uh, one of those releases that uh, Nintendo did for sort of a good will sort of make good on the expensive launch oh, price of the yeah. 3DS. What wasn't, wasn't the 3ds like three forty nine or something at launch? Yeah, yeah, it's like 350 bucks, which is um pretty expensive. Is is that an Xbox Series S? Is that what that basically uh, will get you these days? Yeah. I mean, okay. actually 299 for a Series oh. S. Wow, yeah. I think. Yeah. So that's that, that's insane. Um yeah, so they this was one of the games in that in that pack that they did to appease those people when they dropped the price of the 3DS by a hundred dollars in what like the first three months or something. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I understand what they were doing. Um, it, it was sort of uh, 
uh, it, it just was too high of a price, you know, for what they want to sell. So, yeah. Um, the good news is that the 3DS went on to be a great success. So, but that is not what we're talking about. Uh, so, uh, is for the history of Mario Kart Super Circuit. Uh, Super Circuit is the third Mario Kart game. This one being uh, released for the Game Boy Advance in 2001. And listener, if you weren't aware, um, this is our second anniversary. So, oh yeah, that's right, Mario Kart game that we've done. So uh, this is this is why we're covering it. What you know, what um, what Mario Kart game we'll cover next year is anybody's guess. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, you gotta keep listening. I know, closing out. closing out the second year of the retro game time machine here. It's crazy. Yeah, if you, if you, if you look at our our history, you you will know. But anyway, <laughs> so and you uh, will know us by the trail of Mario Kart. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, it is a 32-bit game. It has 40 tracks, 20 of which come from Super Mario Kart, making it to have the most tracks of any Mario Kart game until the DLC packs of Mario Kart 8, which gave the game 48 total. Both packs would become main content and its port along with its own DLC. Which is funny now, because now there's going to be way more tracks than that by the end of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yeah. Yeah, that true. Uh, Super Mario Kart Super Circuit was the uh, first Mario Kart game not developed by Nintendo EAD, Nintendo's largest in-house development team known for their work in on the many Mario platformers and the entire Legend of Zelda series. Instead, it was developed by another Nintendo first-party developer, Intelligent Systems, who are known for their tactical RPG series such as Paper Mario, Fire Emblem, Advance Wars, and WarioWare. Along with that, Mario Kart Super Circuit was the first to have five Nitro Cups instead of the usual four. It is uh, the only known Mario Kart game to own that feature. The game is a sequel of its predecessors, Mario Kart. Sorry, and and here I'm not doing it when I need to. Predecessors, Super Mario Kart and Mario Kart 64. All the tracks are the same altitude throughout, like Super Mario Kart. Uh, setback of the improvements of the Mario Kart series, a Mario Kart 64 changing height with hills, inclined planes, dips, etc. Graphics were a significant enhancement from Super Mario Kart, but not on par with Mario Kart 64. Unique to the series, no new items or characters were released for this game. The racer icons were inherited from Mario Kart 64, as well as the frames for the driver, but with a great deal less, which I'm assuming they're meaning less frames and less detail. Uh, however, the 40 different available tracks gained some sub- gained some publicity. Mario Kart Super Circuit received critical acclaim. It scored an average of 91.54 based on the 39 reviews and game rankings and an average of 30- 93 on based on 24 reviews in Metacritic. So, and I didn't mention before, but we're talking about the reception at this point. Uh, Craig Harris of IGN praised nearly all the games aspects and noted that the extra development time of the game can make it outstanding he ended with it's a gba game with very few flaws it's a shame that it didn't quite make the system launch but the extra weight did the game wonders it shouldn't be missed he gave it a 9.5 out of 10 Tom Bramwell of Eurogamer gave the game a 9 out of 10 though he criticized the lack of backlighting due to the Game Boy Advance system Lacking it, 
Oh, okay. Excuse me. Um, due to the Game Boy Advance system lacking it and the pickup system of Lakitu, he praised the game for being a vast, improved conversion of Super Mario Kart on the Game Boy Advance. He wrote, it has everything a single player or indeed a foursome of like-minded console gamers could ever dream of, and all with the added benefit of extensive replayability. With Super Mario Advance 2 still a way off, Super... Excuse me, I almost did it. Mario Kart (laughs) Super Circuit is the killer app for the Game Boy as of now. Buy it. Uh, Let's see. Um... Joao, Joao, I think. There we go. That's that's perfect. Uh, Joao Diniz <laughs> Sanchez of Pop, Pocket Gamer UK gave the game a nine out of ten. And sorry, Joao, for butchering your name. Uh, right. He praised. <laughs> Thanks, Joao. Uh, he <laughs> praised the game for being universally and immediately fun. Ron Del Villano of Nintendo Life uh, reviewed the Ambassador version of Mario Kart Super Circuit and gave the game a 7 out of 10. Though he noted the game's aging... uh, Sorry, though he noted the game's aging and that the multiplayer is removed from the 3DS Ambassador version, he called the game fun and worthwhile to play with. Um, So I think it's it's funny, but it's also valid uh, calling out the lack of backlight. Um, Though, we didn't have that problem this time. No, we didn't. and that's something I want to call out because when I got my Game Boy Advance, I I was uh, so so excited. Like I worshipped my you know uh, my grape you know translucent uh, Game Boy. That was like my favorite thing. I spent so much time with it, playing mostly basically all the time Pokemon and a few Game Boy games I'd borrow here and there. But man, I love my Game Boy. And when I got my Game Boy Advance, I was like. I treated it like a crown jewel. I carried it around like, you know, with my, you know, cupping my hands together. You know, I didn't want to damage it. I um, I dropped it a short distance on my bed. So it dropped about a foot and bounced. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I was, I literally, my, yeah, I, um, my stepdad heard that. He laughed. But <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this, I mean, of course, it's a super durable console. Mine, the one I have still works. <laughs> yeah. but. This was the first game I got on the Game Boy Advance. Otherwise, I was just playing my Pokemon games on it. Uh, you know, sort of stretched widescreen. <laughs> you could always hit the R button, though, and get it back to the proper proper aspect ratio. No, absolutely not. No, you got to take care. You got to take advantage of the full screen. Yes, even if the pixels look worse stretched <laughs> that way. But anyway, um, I didn't play this game a lot, though. I, I did enjoy it at the time. Uh, I think I got maybe a little frustrated because like I had only had a couple gold cups on a few of the CCs. I'm like, let me put it this way. I never unlocked the special cup when I had this. Oh man. Yeah. So it's like, what, what happened? You know, like, did I play, you know, pick it up and then put it down? I I don't know what happened, but I, I enjoyed it, but I would have enjoyed it a lot more if I had a backlit screen is that's the oh, for sure. story was leading up to because I mean, that's the, that's game the is, story of the Game Boy Advance. It, it's beautiful. It really is. You know, I, I, um, uh, you gifted me a, a modded Game Boy Advance with a, uh, with a LCD. Yeah, or it's got, it's got the backlit AGS 101 screen, like AGS what's 101. in the, uh, the, the, the best version of the Game Boy Advance SP, but like yes. in, but in the original Game Boy Advance body. 
Um, I whipped out my DS Lite and played on that also as as well, and it looks beautiful there. And you know, it's even more I argue, argue even more comfortable kind of there because the screen's just a little bit higher, so I don't gotcha. have to hold my hands up so high to yeah. to see it. But but both are are great ways to to play. So and I I really enjoyed the colors are beautiful. They really popped on you know that just wasn't there on the non backlit screen. So. Yeah. Uh, bummer but uh what what's your experience with the game so i um i played the heck out of this game i i bought this game the same day that i bought my platinum game boy advance so obviously i bought the game boy advance a little bit later in its life cycle it was like it was probably six months or so uh before the sp came out Mm. and i got it from target and it was either late 2002 or early 2003 when I picked this up. Um, but yeah, I ended up taking the, taking my Platinum Game Boy Advance with me everywhere uh, with Mario Kart in it because that was one of the, one of the few games that I had for it. Um, like I think only at the time also ended up having like Tetris Worlds mm-hmm. and maybe one or two other games. I can't remember what exactly. Like I, I don't. From from a Game Boy standpoint, it's the console that I have the fewest games for, probably. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, when you got a handheld Mario Kart, what else could you need? Um, but yeah, play, play the crap out of this game. Um, but also, also, I needed my Game Boy Advance for Animal Crossing, which I know that we've talked about before. Um, got to go to the island, man. Got to go to the island. Get all the, get all the stuff there. Anyway, I think that this game might actually technically be better than Super Mario Kart, um, at least from a single-player standpoint, because yeah. it's, it's a beautiful-looking game. Like, um, as you mentioned, I also played this on a modded Game Boy Advance with an AGS-101 screen, and it's so nice. Like, it's so nice actually experiencing the game nowadays with a full backlit color display i mean it really does look like a souped up very pretty super mario kart and you don't have to like have the 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 screen that's split in half where you see the the map on the bottom portion of the screen you get the whole view of everything finally Mm -hmm. and i just gotta say though when it comes to multiplayer which is one of the things that mario kart is obviously known for it does suck that you have to have multiple systems, which of course it makes sense because it's a handheld system, but you've got to have multiple systems, a link cable, and you need at least two copies of the game to be able to play everything. If I'm not mistaken, you only have like, if you have two systems and you system link and it's one copy of the game, then I think everyone can only choose Yoshi. And I think you only get like four racetracks, maybe like maybe Mm -hmm. one cup, maybe two cups as opposed to the 10 cups for the 40 tracks that are available. So anyway, it's, it's not the best experience if you want to play multiplayer, but you know, if, if you're a fan of the style of racing that you get from Super Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo, this is one of the best, if not the best version of that kind of racing in Mario Kart that you can have. Yeah. And that's, um, that's regardless whether everyone else has the game or is that, um, you only need one cartridge and you can play multiplayer with the, with the Yoshi characters. Yeah. So you only need one cart to be able to do just Yoshi 
on a limited number of tracks. But if, if, if the both people, or you might even be able to do up to four to link uh-huh. together, um, if everyone owns a copy of the game, then it's the full game experience to be played multiplayer. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I wish we could have tried. That would I think would have been a more aha moment while playing the game. Um, but that's that's okay. I mean, we we uh, did it on Super Mario Kart, so we kind of know what that experience is like. Yeah, because I mean, this this game feels just like Super Mario Kart in the mm-hmm. way that it handles. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's basically the whole game is thirty two bit with mode seven. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And uh, I mean, it can be. I think for you, you could you could pretty much hands down, this game is objectively better than Super Mario Kart. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you have to say like, you know, this is my favorite, you know, the, I guess, flat Mario Kart. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Like, yeah, can, I guess non, non 3D Mario Kart. Yeah. Like Super Mario Kart can still be your favorite, but you're acknowledging that, you know, objectively, this is a better game. <laughs> Yeah, now I I I wish that there was a version of this that you could play on something like the Switch that supported local multiplayer. Like if they did a Super Mario or a Mario God, there we go again with the Super in front of it. Uh Mario Kart Super Circuit like remastered or something if they could do something like that and give it well, I guess just local multiplayer to be played on the Switch or something. I think that'd be super fun. But I don't feel like there's enough people that would really enjoy it. So even if they could just port this and put this onto the Switch as is, even if they cut out the multiplayer, like I'd be, I'd be fine with that. But yeah, um, I guess I, whatever. I guess they don't have to do it because I have. Then then why would I need to use my beautiful backlit Game Boy Advance? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And I feel like the pixels would also scale up really well um, because it does sort of have like a more widescreen format as it is. So, but yeah, like I really, I really enjoy the the richness of the color, the the detail that's there that is lacking from Super Mario Kart. Yeah, and I I don't know. I just I thought it was I thought it was so cool when I realized like way back when that once you completed and got. Um, got gold cups on everything that would unlock the extra cup that is effectively it's Super Mario Kart. Like you just yeah. get Super Mario Kart in this game, which I think is awesome. I guess yeah. the the one thing that's missing, and I might be jumping ahead of myself a little bit, is the the feather that you have in Super Mario Kart, like where you can do that jump. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't exist in this game, even though you have all the tracks from Super Mario Kart. I, if I'm not mistaken, because I did watch a video a while ago, but now it's kind of hazy from my crazy last week. I think there still are ways to use the shortcuts that you could use in Super Mario Kart where it required the use of the feather. I think they modified the tracks in a particular way so that you can still take advantage of that shortcut, even though the tool to use the shortcut doesn't exist anymore, at least from the original game. Yeah, that's interesting cuz I mean the the game when you're playing it it does feel different like maybe like how the game handles it's just it's very very similar but ever so slightly different. So I'm not surprised if they could just sort of tweak the settings or or change the geometry and maybe the carts go faster or something like that. I have no, I have no idea. 
not surprising that they can make that work, but. <laughs> well, I also didn't realize that um, until, you know, doing research for this episode that this game wasn't developed by Nintendo. Like, like what you read, it was uh, what intelligent systems, I think that did this. Yeah. Well, which they considered a first party developer. So it's still considered an in-house development. Okay. So then I guess intelligent systems, I guess would be then a second party, I suppose. Yeah. Where they're developing content exclusively for Nintendo. Yeah. I I think they called it first party just because Nintendo owns them. Oh, 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 sorry. I didn't realize Nintendo straight up owns them. So yeah, that's my, that's the implication where it says first hand. They, they might not. I just, it sounds like a studio that they would own intelligent systems. Like maybe they acquired them while they were making a mode seven racer and then they just made it Mario Kart or something. I, who knows? I guess we have to look into the story of intelligent systems to actually find out. Yeah. So I was, I was a little bummed when I was trying to find more information about this game, but it's, it's pretty sparse. I mean, it's not as sparse as uh, monster truck madness. Oh God. You, you mean not completely desolate and void There's of like information? There's like no information about that game on the internet. <laughs> I should, I should have just made a bunch of crap up and then put it on their wiki or something. I should just take my cartridge and go bury it in the backyard and it'll be forgotten <laughs> by time. <laughs> um, so. All right. I guess any, any other thoughts or impressions before we kind of break some of the stuff down here? Um, no, not really that I can think of. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about graphics and stuff, which is kind of more stuff I wanted to get into. Sure. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, I guess first off then, what do you think about the music in the game? Um, music's good. I, it triggers some nostalgia for me. So, um, I can't say that it's necessarily like something that I would want to listen to outside of playing the game, but it's definitely Mario Kart music and it it triggers some early memories for me. Um, so especially the menu music. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Um, I need to turn it down for myself. There we go. That was yeah, getting so a little loud. I was like, oh my think. God, that was incredibly loud here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll end up having this linked in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, I really like the soundtrack a lot. Um, yes. Not just the music, but like all the sound effects, all the everything. Though my chief complaint is that Luigi's voice is Mario's voice. Oh no. Like it is, <laughs> it is exactly Mario's voice in this game. Um, so I thought that was weird because I, I went through and I raced as every single character just to kind of get a feel. I really didn't like racing as Bowser. Um, I I had, I had a hard time racing as him. Um, the only big character that I actually, the only big character that I actually liked racing as was Donkey Kong. If I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, even though usually I'm a pretty big Wario fan, um, and here I'm talking about characters when we were talking about music. It's because of Luigi being wrong. There we go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the generally the music I think is fantastic. It's uh, I don't know, like you said, it's it's Mario Kart music, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I was impressed by the Game Boy Advance speaker on what it was able to sort of provide. Though, you know, I played a majority of the time on my DS, which has two speakers, but it's just, you know, two speakers projecting the same sound. Yeah. Um, as far as I'm aware, unless there's some sort of stereo emulation going on there, I doubt it. But I was impressed just listening to it. I'm like, eh, there's a lot going on here. 
you know, especially with the Game Boy and some of the games that I've played where it kind of sounds like only one note is happening at a time <laughs> on in contrast like this it seems like there's a lot of layers to it. So um yeah, I I say I enjoy it. It's a very good Mario Kart soundtrack. It is as derivative as it sounds. Yeah, but. I mean, I would say it's it's no it's no Mario Kart 8 soundtrack. But it's good. Yeah. That, and, and to me, it doesn't touch Mario Kart 64 even. Mario Kart 64 is excellent music also, but... I just I just love that jazzy music from Mario Kart 8. It's just so freaking good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, part of it, what makes Mario Kart 64 is that, like, the piano, like, you know, res, like, results screen where you're getting your points and oh, stuff. Yeah. That's, that's That's real good, too. Um, and the oh, menu music. that's right. Now it's all playing in my head. The, yes, yeah, that soundtrack is. is so good. <laughs> so, so I guess for you know, compare if you were to compare this to uh, Super Mario Kart, which is probably a more fair comparison, this soundtrack is excellent. It does a great job. Yeah, fantastic. All right, anything else about music before we talk about the characters? Um, I guess I guess not. It's you know, go take a listen. It's worth a listen just to sample a few um, yeah tracks on what's there, right? So. Exactly. Um, so for characters, it does not change up like like we mentioned. It does not change up uh, or add any new characters than what existed in Mario Kart 64. Uh, so the standard cast here is Mario, Luigi, Peach, Toad, Yoshi, Donkey Kong, Wario, and Bowser. But you do get the uh, different colored Yoshis in multiplayer, right? Yes, so. you do get a red, light blue, and yellow Yoshi as well, in addition to standard green Yoshi. Uh, and there are three classes of drivers, the lightweights, middleweights, and heavyweights. Um, lightweights consist of Peach, Toad, and Yoshi. Middleweight is going to be Mario and Luigi. And then the heavyweights are Wario, Donkey Kong, and Bowser. Yeah, I and w- when I played, I didn't try not to favor any of the characters. I just hit random every time. Oh, okay. Uh, that doesn't mean I didn't. I got to play as every character though, so I didn't get to play as Wario. I think Mario or Luigi, but I played as Peach, Toad, DK, and Bowser. Gotcha. <laughs> so, um, and Bowser, I think I did the special cup my first time through, and that was a rough one, but I still won. <laughs> so oh, yeah, so that would definitely be rough as Bowser in that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think I took a uh, just something about that speed uh, that when you get in, like when you get an obstacle or when you drive off course, it it seems like an eternity to get going again. It does, and I don't think that weight is as important in this game as it is in other Mario Karts. I might argue. I mean, uh, it, it's you can definitely tell when you're bumping into people, you knock the mm-hmm. crap out of them. Yeah. Um, like you're you're definitely taking people off course or being taken off course if you're one of the smaller racers bumping into somebody like Bowser. But yeah, it's just the the incredibly slow acceleration of Bowser. That's that's just what like that's what turned me off of him this time around. I was just like, I can't do it. You're way too slow, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's painful, especially I guess if you were coming from someone like Toad, <laughs> and then you went over to yeah. the, basically the one extreme and speed to weight ratio. Yeah, I, I think I think I actually did go from Toad to Bowser, and I was like, oh no, like this is bad. <laughs> yeah, they are actually the like looking at their stats, they are the exact opposite of each other. 
Toad with five stars on speed, one star on weight, and then flip that for Bowser. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of hilarious though. Um, you know, probably Donkey Kong or Wario would have been a better balance for me. Like, I don't mind yeah. sacrificing some speed, but normally I like weight because I don't like getting pushed off course. That's yeah. that's what really bothers me. Yeah, that's and that's why I traditionally stick to Mario and Luigi in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. at least you know, in my past of playing this game, I, I played a lot as Mario and Luigi just because they're they're so middle of the road um, on their yes. stats that like. You know, it, you don't have a hard time keeping up with somebody like Toad and Peach, but you're also not getting completely just like obliterated and shoved off of the track by folks like Bowser and Wario and DK. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to say is that, you know, when you when you are getting knocked around by other characters, you know, you're sort of spilling coins everywhere too, every time you get bumped. And that was kind of like a really panicky sort of feeling for me. Yeah. I'm um, going around the track. I'm like, no, I need those coins to win basically, which I think when I started playing the game, I did not like the coin system. Cause I had, you know, Mario Kart 64 was my first Mario Kart. There are no coins in that game. Yeah. So, I guess it wouldn't really make sense if you hadn't played super Mario Kart where yeah. like I was, so I, d- I don't know if Super Mario Kart does this, but I know it's this way in Mario Kart 8 where the more coins you have, the faster your top speed is up to a particular point. Yeah. Um, but what the coins do that's incredibly important that I did know that I needed them for is if you're down to zero coins, then if you bump into another racer, you just spin out. Yeah, there's a little Sonic uh, flavor thrown in there, right? Yeah. You know, you got to have at least one ring to take a hit. Exactly. Yeah, that that system. So, I mean, when I found I had a lot of coins, I felt like I went through the race breezier. So I'm I'm Definitely. putting money just on gut feeling that those coins have an effect on your speed. But, yeah, they they probably do. And in I I found myself in every single race, I would spend the first lap just collecting as many coins as I possibly could, mm-hmm. like kind of going out of my normal path, like. You know, I, I'd even be like in fourth, fifth, sixth place by the end of the first lap. But then when I was like, I know that I have enough coins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because also the number of coins you have affect your rank as well. Like, yeah, that's, that's the, true. It, it affects your rank at the end of the cup. So I would focus heavily on getting those coins. But then, you know, the Mario Kart gods are in your favor <laughs> when you're yeah. not out front. So if you're, you know, at least in my case, when I was starting to catch up by getting into the second lap, I was getting better items more often and was able to fight my way to the front so that by the time I was like, just, just had started the third lap, I was close to being in the first place, if not in first place. And anecdotally from all of this time playing, I saw two blue shells. Okay. I was, I was only about to ask. two. Did you get hit by a blue shell? Because I, I spent the majority of my time in 50 cc's and I did 100 cc's. I did not spend any time in 150 and I did not get hit by a blue shell once. Like Yeah, so, so since I was playing my original cart and I had everything unlocked, I decided I wanted to have a, uh, a smoother experience in playing this. So I only played, uh, or I played 100, or sorry, just 100 cc's for the majority of my races. There were a few times that I tried to uh, get into 150 CC. So I did like, I think I did one cup in 150 and I was like, yeah, that was kind of challenging. 
but I think I want to step back and have an easier time and just like enjoy the music and enjoy looking at things and not have to be so worried about the the more intense competition and because I don't know you you slide around so much um mm-hmm. by design in this game so like when you're doing your uh when you're when you're hopping with the R button so that you can do your power slide it's like a crazy amount of sliding by comparison to just doing a power slide in like Mario Kart 64 or um, Double Dash or any of the newer Mario Karts. It's a totally different feeling. So um, when you're going so fast and you're doing that slippier kind of power slide, um, I, I find I just fall off a lot more often than I want to. Especially, yeah. especially oh my God, trying to play Rainbow Road from Super Mario Kart in this game. Yeah. Just like fall, 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 fall. <laughs> Like it's, it's intense. I think, I think it was so hard, like playing it on such a small device, um, with having to have like the level of skill and precision that is necessary. (laughs) I feel like it was just hard with how small everything felt in my hands. Yeah. I wanted to say that that sliding that when I was talking about earlier about how the mechanics are adjusted ever so slightly, it's, it seems like that's one of them. Like I can go, let's say, um, if I go to initiate my turn and I jump, I will end up from one side of the course on the other side of the course, the entire, or I'm sorry, the track. So it's like very easy to just like, if you don't time it right on a turn, just to end up off the track. So I didn't find myself jumping and power sliding only when doing basically like U-shaped turns, like full 180 turns would I actually attempt to slide. Okay. Um, whereas 90 degrees, I just, nah. <laughs> so, but I, I was glad to see that the mini turbos do exist in this game too. I got a few of those. Yeah. Um, with those perfect drifts. Uh, so it, when we were talking about the, the uh, spiny shell or blue shell, uh, it uh, says here, obtained by low-ranked drivers with a rarity determined by engine class. So that might, depending on which uh, racer you have or which racers you're going up against, it seems like there might be a, uh, a one of those two or both. Uh, well, I, I think also the engine class might be re- referring to the 50, 100, and 150ccs. Yes, that's that's exactly what it's. Yeah, okay. I was thinking of racer. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> that, that makes more sense. But yeah, I think it's uh, definitely going to be a lot more common in 150 cc's. So I think that's why I only saw it twice racing on 100. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, since we're talking about items, I was going to say we, we might we might as well items. just jump over to the items. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like this is a, a good natural, somewhat structured way that yep. we're we're going through this <laughs> natural but with guidelines <laughs> yeah um so all of the all of the items that are available like mentioned before no new items in fact one item was taken away <laughs> um uh, well i yeah. guess i guess not taken away from super mario or oh, dang it not taken away from mario kart 64 but taken away from the super mario kart lineup but what we have is the mushroom the triple mushrooms the banana oh it did take away the banana the banana conga line um, oh yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> my favorite <laughs> the the multiple bananas from mario kart 64 uh-huh. um so yeah there, so the banana green shell triple green shells red shell triple red shells the spiny shell aka blue shell um the boo 
a star, and the lightning bolt. I didn't have any luck with the boo stealing items this one oh, really? either. So yeah, I like the both like I used it two or three times and I did not get an item in oh, this place. So I, I, I got the boo uh quite a few times and a majority of the time for me it worked out that I got an item, but like usually it was something that didn't matter. Only once that I get like a red shell and I was like, hey, awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so a pretty standard fare here. You know, your mushrooms give you your boost, your bananas and green shells. I think I had a lot more luck in this game with red shells even being in front of the, you know, like even in first, I would get things like green shells and like yeah, Mario Kart 8 where it's like you will get coins and bananas and you will like it like basically it. yeah, yeah that's, that's all you get um, so i appreciated having that um there was one moment i had with the green shells and you know i didn't guess we didn't i don't know if we're going to talk about favorite moments but it was like i was in third and i was coming into the final stretch and there are two racers in front of me and um i'll talk about which course it was but it had a sort of bottleneck towards the end of the course so i was like okay shoot the shell get rid of peach shoot the shell, get rid of Mario. It's like, boom, I got fur. <laughs> I, that's my favorite thing to do in Mario Kart. It's like, you have one chance. You have all the tools yeah. you need. <laughs> Go. <laughs> yeah, and I've noticed that the the red shell behavior is ex- pretty much exactly the same as what it is in Super Mario Kart on the Super mm-hmm. Nintendo, where, like, it'll go for the closest person to you, even yeah. if you maybe just passed them. Yep. Yeah, I did notice some shells that sort of went backwards. Yeah, it's like shoots out in front of you and then like takes a hard left turn and like does a 180 and goes behind you to the person that you like passed moments ago. That was I think that was my chief frustration with using the red shell. And I don't know if I ever got triple red shells. Um, I got triple green shells quite a bit, but the triple red shells, I don't think I ever had that happen for me. But I like, yeah, there were so many times that like I was in third, I passed the person in second, the person in first is like close by and I fire my red shell, but because the person I just passed is a little bit closer, it turns around and gets them. And I'm like, no, that's not what I wanted to have happen. Take out the guy in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have that sort of priority. I, I, the first red shell I got, I fired it. It went straight, and I don't know if it was I was going into a U-turn or something, but that thing shot straight into the wall. Oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> a very Super Mario Kart thing to happen. I, was I like, noticed that these too. These are broken. I, I feel like these might be broken, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's weird because like in a lot of cases, it feels like they just want to draw a straight line, like yes. and go like take the 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 shortest path from A to B. Even if As there's the things, yeah, like even if there's things in the way, so it'll go straight and then hit him. But I also noticed sometimes I could, if there was a long straightaway in front of me, even if the person that it was chasing was like one or two turns ahead of me, then it still followed the road just fine. So I never figured out the exact circumstance that would make it so that it would always follow the, the racer in front of me appropriately compared to like when it was just going to slam itself into a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Darn those red shells. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I never got the, I never got the spiny shell or the blue shell. Um, 
in this playthrough. I, I actually, I did get, I did get lightning. So I think I was already in first place. I got a boo. I used the boo and it was somebody else's lightning bolt so that I got to use that on the race and have them fall that much farther behind me. Oh God. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, the, I wanted to say one thing on the spiny show. I'm, yeah. I'm colorblind. Um, it always looked purple to me. So I called it the purple shell, but I know a lot of people call it the blue shell. I mean, so to be like, fair, it's, it's a very deep blue that's kind of on like right on, right on the verge of purple, especially like <laughs> in this picture that we're looking at. So I, I yeah. could understand that. I can see that. Okay. Okay. It definitely like, yeah, I, I, I could see it, but like the more I zoom in and look at it, I'm like, no, that's, I think that's purple. <laughs> oh, um, I didn't really have any other, uh, shenanigans on, on items, except for like one of my favorite traditions is to drop a banana at the end of my second yes. lap, like right at the end. And so basically there is no way that I will hit this, but, um, it might, you know, it's the safest way to place a banana, I guess, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, I always like trying to see if I can figure out the path and like the path of the other racers and drop a banana somewhere before the finish line on the third lap. Yeah. Where they might hit it and then get knocked back from being in second place. Like, yeah. I just love messing with the AI and screwing <laughs> with the screwing with your, your, how let's see what's the terminology for this rival messing okay. with your rival um because i also like on this mario wiki there is a rival order so like as, as an example if you're racing with mario the fastest computer character that's going to be racing with you is donkey kong and then bowser and then luigi and yoshi and peach and toad and wario so it's always in that order for that particular racer. And that's something that Mario Kart's done for quite a while. Yeah. So I always liked trying to, and I did this a lot with Super Mario Kart with my dad, where whoever your rival is, trying to make them not even place in like <laughs> the top three or top four. And right. like trying to just mess up their score so bad that they're not on the podium with you at the end. <laughs> yeah that's that's funny that's that's a good it's a good strategy because they're most likely to have you know basically the they're your biggest threat right yeah. so if you don't get first they are going to um so it, it even just rivals aside i always look at okay who's in second place who can i try to make sure that they do not you know get more points than i do yeah. basically so um, you know, it's like, oh, if Wario takes it, no problem because yeah. Wario's got like two coins. So <laughs> good luck, Wario. Yeah. But <laughs> but that sounds like fun. That's kind of an interesting meta way to play. Yeah. I mean, that was so thinking about playing games like that is something that my dad introduced to me when I was growing up where like we got so good at playing Mario Kart or, you know, Super Mario Kart together that he was like, OK, now our goal is no matter what place we come in, let's make this racer get last. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's try it. Just drag them down to the bottom. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what can we do to get Donkey Kong in last? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, I went playing Mario Kart 64. I felt like uh, Toad was always, um, 
our enemy when we play like toad is the worst racer uh destroy toad <laughs> at all costs <laughs> you know just because he kind of screams when you hit him with a exactly but yeah now that i'm thinking about it, i love that when you get the the golden mushroom in mario kart 64 with toad it's like wahoo 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 <laughs> it's like all right dude chill out yeah exactly i i just love spamming and kind of like what 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 what? yeah what 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 (laughs) yeah that was that's good times all right um so let's see game modes unless you got anything else about uh items let's talk about game modes all right so game modes we got stuff like grand prix time trial quick run and uh versus which i guess is the technical name for multiplayer in this particular game Mm. um and grand prix gets the same thing that you're used to from every mario kart game with 50 cc's 100 cc's or 150 you race your races through the different cups you try to get first so i know that i mentioned the ranking before so the rankings in this game go from like the worst being E all the way up to A, but then above A, there's star, double star, and triple star. Mm-hmm. So some of the requirements like to get a triple star, the best rating that you can get. So not only are you having to, to get gold to get this, you also need to get first consistently in the GP races and fulfilled all of the requirements below. So all the requirements below being uh, A getting 36 points and B is getting 30 points. C is 25. D is 20. Um, interesting. I thought this also related to coins for some reason. I thought that mm. affected it. So I think... Uh, there- I, oh, sorry. Uh, there is like several factors account for a hidden score, which translates to a rank. Ah. The more points collected, the higher the score. There we go. Um, so there's there's something there. Also, I guess that your time on each lap. So there's there's a much more complex scoring system that's going on, kind of in like in the background of the game that you don't really realize. Yeah, the more times and longer players hit the brakes, lowers their score. And it does not count if players break to avoid the slip from a banana peel, Um, Mm -hmm. which is something that the game like borrows from Mario Kart 64 that did not exist in Super Mario Kart is if you hit a banana or like uh, a puddle, if you see that like, or you start to fishtail just slightly. And if you break with just like just at the right time with the right amount of breaking, then you see a little music note come from like a little speech bubble yep. that shows you, I don't know why that indicates that you are not going to spin out, but it does. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that that was weird. And I always assumed it was like, maybe the character was like whistling, like, a, like, Oh yeah. <laughs> dodge that one. Um, but that, that's the only conclusion I've ever been able to sort of put together in my mind. It might not be that at all. So, Oh my God. Using triple red shells, stars and lightning bolts decreases your score. And the star nice. decreases at the most. So wait a second. If you, use, if you use the items that you're dealt, it's a detriment to you? That's cheating. Don't, don't, don't That's use messed items. up, man. That's messed up. But starting the race with a boost increases your score. And initiating more 
drift mini turbos increases your score. Okay. So there's a lot of like dynamic score, like a lot of things that are happening dynamically that affect your score that you, in a lot of cases, seem to have no control over. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess in a way it's kind of adds some replayability. Like you're not just trying to milk the highest score. You're just playing over and over again until, you know, the RNG stars align, I guess. So yeah, it's the more, the more times players hit enemy racers or obstacles, their score is lowered. So if you're getting bumped (laughs) around, wow, this is so wild. I did not know, but I did not know about this. And and to be fair with some of the items you're, if you're in like the top three, you're unlikely to get those items that decrease your score. So that's another Interesting thing. Picking certain characters will also affect your score, giving bonus points. This has become this is because some have less grip on the road than others. The game rewards characters with the least grip the most points. Bowser, you just straight up get a 45 point bonus for being Bowser. Wow. 40 points for Wario, 40 for DK, 30 for Mario and Luigi, 10 for Peach and Toad, zero bonus points for Luigi. So not sorry, not Luigi. Zero bonus points for Yoshi. Yoshi's the best character confirmed. I guess. <laughs> apparently. I mean, I always knew it when I was a kid because I was playing, you know, I on guess, my N64. I guess this is the I guess this is the proof that like <laughs> number wise, Louis or why do I keep wanting to say Luigi? Yoshi is the best, but yeah. I don't know. I still like Mario and Luigi the way they race a bit more. Okay, so that's that's the the ranking stuff. And man, I had no idea about this like hidden scoring. Like I really thought that the rank that you got was purely just tied to the number of coins that you picked up. Yep. Um, but nope, I was wrong. It it probably helps, but this was all probably in the manual, which we all read cover to cover. I still know, have so. I still have the manual. I don't think I have the box for this game anymore, sadly. Yeah. Um, the Star and Game Boy and Game Boy Advance boxes are just so fragile, you know? So, yeah, well, it sucks. Like I, I know that I had it. Um, cause like for every game that I bought new, I kept the box, but then somebody that I was dating many, many years ago convinced me to get rid of a lot of my game boxes. Um, I still have like a decent amount of them left, but like mm. I used to have literally every game box for every game should, I ever owned. Yeah. You should sue that person for damages. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, that's somebody I'd prefer to never speak to. Never okay. Again. <laughs> Fair um, enough. Yeah. No, no specific details there, but I would prefer to never, ever have to talk to them. Um, okay. So aside from the grand prix we have time trial as we mentioned i did not do any of the time trial stuff in this game no um i used to kind of be into time trial in mario kart games in general but i've kind of fallen off of that so and we also said that we neither one of us tried versus or multiplayer i can't remember if i've ever actually done multiplayer in this game i may have but um if i did i don't recall and the quick run mode um, is essentially like a one player versus mode where you just kind of per race get to pick what what racer you want to be, how many CCs and uh, what track. So you're just like one off picking something instead of picking a full uh, cup to commit to. Mm. Oh, wait, and battle. Well, obviously, you're going to need verse. <laughs> I mean, you're going to need your your. Uh, 
your link cable and at least another GBA. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it does say here quick run is is one player versus mode technically. So yeah, maybe that's the one if you're playing single player. So sorry if you just went over that. I kind of no worries. <laughs> my, my thought my thoughts got distracted. No just worries. For a second. Um. So yeah, I I didn't actually know about the one cartridge thing and playing with multiple players. So, you know, that was the thing to me growing up. I kind of laughed at the idea of link cable four person multiplayer because I'm like, I never played a multiplayer game once on the Game Boy Advance. Like it never happened because I didn't know anybody that had a Game Boy Advance or more or less had it with them whenever we yeah. <laughs> talked about it. So. Uh, I mean, plenty of trades happened in Pokemon. I can I can tell you that <laughs> because uh, that was, I mean, that we were all bringing our Game Boys to school. You know, anyone who had one was was basically bringing one because <laughs> uh, it was our obsession. It's a, it's not a bad obsession to have. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, all right. So th- those are our different modes, and then I guess uh, last thing for us to cover here are the cups and tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So the cups for Mario Kart Super Circuit are, of course, the Mushroom Cup, the Flower Cup, the brand new Thunder Cup. Um, which it's funny. It's called the Thunder Cup, and it's a lightning bolt. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where now it's now it's the Lightning Cup. Um, yeah. in, in newer Mario Karts, um, we have the Star Cup and then the Special Cup. Um, and courses for the Mushroom Cup. Like, uh, wait, sorry, you got something? Should I uh, should I go through the the naming of the courses? Sure, um, please do. So for the Mushroom Cup, we have Peach Circuit, Shy Guy Beach, Riverside Park, and Bowser Castle One. For uh, the Flower Cup, we have Mario Circuit, Boo Lake, Cheeseland, and Bowser Castle 2. I always thought Cheeseland was kind of random. Well, in Cheeseland, Cheeseland we now have in uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Well, and Mario yep. Kart 8 as part of the DLC. I think it's, wait, is yep. the DLC where it came? I think. Oh, well, I guess it's not, I guess it's not, familiar. I guess it's not DLC in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but it would have been DLC mm. in Mario Kart 8, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, for the Thunder Cup, which we'll just call the Lightning Cup for <laughs> but, uh, Luigi Circuit, Sky Garden, Cheap Cheap Island, Sunset Wilds. And we have Sky Garden in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe as well. Yeah, that's that's a, a, one of my favorite courses in Mario Kart 8. So uh, Star Cup, we have Snowland, Ribbon Road, Yoshi Desert. Ribbon Road's also in Mario Kart 8. Yep. Um, so Yoshi Desert and Bowser Castle 3. Uh, finally, the special cup, which I played for the first time this time since I actually bothered to unlock it. Lakeside Park, Broken Pier, Bowser Castle 4, and Rainbow Road. So we also have the extra tracks, which I think it's really interesting the way that they did this because obviously they they created five cups with four, four races each. And they included the entirety of Super Mario Kart as far as the tracks in this mm-hmm. game. But Super Mario Kart had four cups with five tracks each. And yeah. they were all five laps each, which they still yep. did maintain in this game. Unless you play Quick Race, then it's only three, I noticed. Um, so they, they ended up having to add the Lightning Cup. That's fun. So there's a Thunder Cup. Wait, is this just written down wrong? 
I don't know. Anyway, it's called it's called the extra lightning cup is the added cup that is here. I, I don't know exactly which which ones they pulled from which cups to create the extra lightning cup, but they did yeah. have to grab one of the five tracks from each one of the four to create this new unique cup that is a mishmash of tracks from other cups in Super Mario Kart. So I just think that's kind of interesting. Um, though you get all the same content, it's laid out slightly differently. Yeah, it it looks like it. Because um, I don't... Pulling at the list of Super Mario Kart um, courses, I think that these might be a little bit... Uh, yeah, like which cup is Bowser nice. Castle 2 in, if you can see that? Uh, Bowser Castle 2. I would imagine it would be in the Flower Cup. It is in the Flower Cup. Yeah, and then Mario Circuit 3, which is probably from the Star Cup. 3 is in the Flower Cup. Oh, it's in the... Wow, they've really mixed these around then. Yeah, it looks like a completely different order, maybe to change for pacing or or what they found most difficult and sort of put them together here. Actually, the the article I'm looking at is also not the best because it's showing all the courses oh, in every game. Unless, oh, actually, we can we can look at this in Super Circuit, but no, then it doesn't show the retro cups. So, uh, I I really liked the conventions that they used going forward uh, during the you know the the basically the retro cups are <clears throat> treated differently as then they select one from each game as they, as they sort of go along. Yeah. So they have like sort of a mixture, like in all four cups, there's going to be an N64 course and then, and possibly one that they've never done before and so on and so forth as, as they go, go through. So it gives you a nice variety. So even if you're nostalgic about any Mario Kart game, you're going to find something to like there. Yeah. Um, all this, all this talk about these these old Mario Kart games is making me really like I I really want to get the announcement for whenever the next set of DLC is coming for <laughs> yes. the latest like course pack. Um, because I I played the heck out of those two cups that dropped for Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, and I'm just I'm waiting for the next. I'm ready. They're not. Yeah, they're it's gonna take a little while to to drop, I get, I assume because at their current pace anyway. So maybe things will speed up. Yeah. Well, I feel like April or something or March was when <laughs> we got the first set and it's like, come on guys, it's mid July. Let's go. Yeah. Give me some more. Yeah. Exactly. But going back to the tracks that we do have, uh, do you have any favorites that, that kind of stood out to you? Um, for super circuit specifically, super sp- circuit specifically. Um, so let's see here. I like Sunset Wilds, um, where it's got the the shy guys that'll grab onto you. Um, I think that one's pretty fun. Yeah, um, yeah. I like I like the uh, I like the weather effects for the rain in Luigi Circuit, where like when you're sitting parked, it's just dropping straight down, and you notice when you start picking up speed that like the rain has a different view on the screen. Like it does look like more like it's coming at you, like it would if you're if you're racing. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not super detailed, (laughs) but you know, it's a nice little effect because that's something that we, we would have never seen in super Mario Kart. But yeah, I mean, stuff like that, like those races, 
mean, Broken Pier was fun because I do kind of like the ghost house races in Super Mario Kart, even though they can be kind of difficult. And, you know, you always have a love-hate relationship with Rainbow Road. Yeah, yeah, that was a good race, but it took me a little while. Like, I really had to focus since there are no guardrails at all on that track, so you can't hit the wall. Yeah, same uh, same with, the, you know, they they made it just like the Super Mario Kart Rainbow Road. You're just flying off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, when I first played this game, I thought it was like maybe it sort of cheapened the experience that we had four Bowser Castle courses. Because again, coming from Mario Kart 64, there no, there's only one Bowser Castle. There aren't four. <laughs> so there's there's four in Super Mario Kart. Yeah. And so coming, I just appreciated this game a lot more. I didn't mind it at all this time. I'm kind of like, all right, that was an easy Bowser Castle. Yeah. But I it's probably what I didn't like is just like not lava again. <laughs> like I don't want the lava. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, takes a, a long time. I don't want to get cooked. I tend, I really liked Shy Guy Beach. I think that's a Mario Kart 8 course also. I, that one made a return at some point that I, I, I really enjoy that course and I like it here. Wait, is that the same one? It might be. There might be a different... No, I mean, might be, you, you uh, very well might be right. I'm just not remembering if if that is or not. Because I'm like, oh yeah, there is a Shy Guy or there's... Yeah, I don't know. If... If it is the same, I wish I would have paid closer attention because like yeah. I paid close attention to Ribbon Road and what Cheeseland, like anything that came from this game that I've played a lot in Mario Kart 8, I was like, oh yeah, let's pay extra close attention. Oh yeah, Sky Garden. Um, pay extra close attention in these races just so I can like map it out what it's like in my memory for Mario Kart 8 now. And I think I think the Mario Kart 8 and eight deluxe versions of these courses are just so good. Yeah, I and I'm gonna eat my words a little bit. I think Shy Guy Beach was in Mario Kart Wii, so that's what I was maybe thinking about. That was one of the retro courses gotcha. they did. So, so anything else uh, you got on the the cups or courses? Yeah, I, w- I want to say more about the courses. I'm not recalling kind of everything. The Broken Pier, you know, just like all the Boo levels, you know, it really drives me nuts. Like <laughs> falling off of those courses all the time. They really kind of challenge you. Uh, ribbon Road was also kind of fun because the ribbon sort of like ripples. It causes you to like bounce here and there. So I thought that was really creative. Yeah. Yeah, overall, like I just think it's it's still it still holds up really well in my opinion, with yeah. being a fan of uh, Super Mario Kart as well. It's, yep. uh, like I say, it's, it's a very beautiful-looking Super Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah. It, it, especially, especially on a color backlit screen, because I think the courses looked a lot samier to me, you know, with a reading light over, like a warm reading light over my shoulder yeah. or playing, and even in direct sunlight, it it's just darn it could never get that gba just right it would have, it was like always the brightest hottest lamp that i had to have like right over my shoulder to get the full experience um, yeah i don't know how anyone thought that was okay it, it bothers me man but these these modern day mods for our older like systems and handhelds are just so good makes yeah, me so and happy I'm more- I'm more tempted than ever to do the GBA consoleizer. That that looks like a cool mod, you know, gives you HDMI output on yeah. it. Or I think it's mini HDMI, so special cable. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I I would probably consider that if I didn't have the um, the Game Boy Player for my GameCube. Oh, that's a good way to go too. Yeah, which I yeah. did not play that this way because um, I, I was just too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna happen. Nah, I was yeah. just too lazy to go grab all the stuff and get get everything together. Um, I'd have to move my yeah, this- I'd have to move my drum set. Not that it's a big deal, but anyway. There's a lot of ways to play Game Boy Advance on bigger screens. Like we have you know, the Wii, excuse me, Wii U that plays Game Boy Advance games. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, uh, your DS can do it. Uh, 3DS, well, I guess if we're talking about consoleized ways, I mean, there's always emulation. Those That's a thing as well. Yeah, and actually, so, you know what? There is a... Um, there is a Hyperkin Game Boy player type thing that plays Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games. It, it's like it's basically like get, getting a consoleized Game Boy. Um, yeah. It's like a little cube. I can't remember what it's mm-hmm. called, but um, I've seen my local uh, video game store has them in stock. And I was like, oh, if I needed one of those, that looks like that might be an okay option to try, but... Um, yeah. It has HDMI out and I think supports SNES controllers potentially. Um, so that's that's also an option if any folks out there have some Game Boy Advance games and you want to play them on a TV and uh, just want to plug and play. I should say what the consoleizer actually does too is it requires you to you know basically have a Game Boy Advance board. So if you have like a ruined Game Boy with a broken screen or or you know a bad case or something, you can remove the board. Um, you know, hopefully you don't do it to a new one. And I guess that's my biggest hesitation is I have a complete Game Boy Advance that I don't want to tear apart. Yeah. But you take the board out, you put it in this like 3D printed case that they have, and you solder some things to the board and basically allows you to use USB controllers and HDMI output, which yeah. you can plug into your TV. So um kind of reminds me of the Ouya. Remember that little project, that little box, that little <laughs> Android console? Yep. I, I wish something like that had taken off. I actually would have been really into it. Yeah, but. I kind of wanted one of those specifically just for like it being a little retro gaming machine, but that's, you know, what my Raspberry Pi is for, even though I don't really ever use it. Yeah, and the NVIDIA Shield is kind of what I use that same, it's an Android console that emulates games and somewhat moddable, as, at least as like storage size and yeah. controllers you can use, so. Yeah, I still just like playing on the original hardware as much as possible, even if I use a flash cart for stuff yeah um absolutely that's i mean flashcards are hard to beat (laughs) yeah absolutely all right well anything else on the courses or tracks um i got i got nothing same anything else on mario kart super circuit it's a a great game um i i enjoyed it i'm glad i gave it a second chance and got to experience it again so thanks for you know setting the standard of mario kart games and I'm honestly just stoked for next year. So we'll play the next one. (laughs) Yeah, I got a little ahead of myself. I thought that uh, I thought this year was going to be Double Dash, and then I was like, "Oh wait a second, this game Mm -hmm. actually came out before Double Dash." Yep. Which I, I, it's funny. I completely forgot about this game, um, even though I own it and it's on my shelf and I see it a lot. I mean, I still have been playing it periodically. Like it's usually if I pick up my Game Boy Advance to play something, I play this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I have like three Game Boy Advance cart- cartridges. I have um, 
Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. I have a uh, one of those Legacy of Goku games, maybe two of them, because I was into DBZ back in the day. And I have Super Circuit. That's that's pretty much... Oh, and I guess about, probably like two years ago, I purchased Pokemon Sapphire. So gotcha. that was a thing. So Yeah, I've only got like this, Tetris Worlds, like I mentioned, uh, F-Zero, GP Legend or something. Um, Metroid Zero Mission and Earthworm Jim. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. And so. and a flashcard. <laughs> I mean, if anything, this just made me want to play more Game Boy Advance games. I'm like, man, I miss this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, should uh, snag a flashcard sometime. They're they're great yes. for the GBA. Yeah, it's one of those things where I just need to do it because uh, the prices are always going up on that sort of stuff. So the sooner you do it, the better. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's some pretty decent options that you can get that aren't super, super expensive. Um, like if you don't stick with the EverDrive brand, like if you branch out, there's some cheaper ones. Um, yeah. But, you know, I like, I like EverDrive personally. I think uh, I've had really great luck with all the flashcards that I've used from EverDrive. Same, actually. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got about Super Circuit. Um, if that's also it for you, should we get, get in that time machine and go back to the future? Time to go back to the future. All right. Let's get in that time machine. And we have arrived. It is July the 17th. 2022 though this is back to the future it is still the past for you listener i said that a little bit differently because i was like wait what do i normally say (laughs) (laughs) but uh i was gonna say something like roads (laughs) where we're going we don't need roads exactly (laughs) um all right well why don't we talk about the stuff that uh we have been playing i've you you've been playing more than just this and the next game, right? Or no? Um uh that's this pretty much it, I thought I did, think. but you mentioned um, GTA 5, did you not play it yet? Uh, no, I I it's in the mail. Oh, I, I'm sure you got sitting, oh, that, that's right, you got a physical copy. Yeah, it's sitting on the uh uh you know, basically where we keep our mail stuff. I just haven't like gotten to it yet cuz we were busy yesterday and I've been working and doing all kinds of stuff. So, not a lot here for me. So, I mean, and I'm I'll be quick and I'll I'll kind of let you go through it and I'll I'll talk um I'll sure. talk with it through. You I don't I don't have a play, I don't have but... a ton to mention even though I've got a few titles here. A lot of it was like I played this for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I played Clap Hands Golf um and we were discussing on what game we were going to play next and what we're going to play kind of requires probably a little bit more time than we normally put into games. So we kind of got started on that and messing around with it. So bef- but before that happened, I was still playing more clap hands golf on uh, the Apple arcade. And I really, I saw credits. I got to see credits. Nice. But what's great is that you get a message right after the credits and saying, hey, actually, there was an update to this game, so there's more content and more characters to unlock, which is great. <laughs> so uh, there, I thought it was kind of cool. I, I don't know what the other characters are, but there is sort of like a mascot person that kind of like sits in the pro shop and just kind of like welcomes you. Uh, 
she's an unlockable character once you beat the game. So I thought that was kind of a nice touch. And nice. I've got just so many, I probably have over 20 characters that I've unlocked and there are still more. Uh, so <laughs> trying to figure that out a little bit. Um, but I, I am having fun. I just haven't picked it up because I've had some performance issues on my iPad. I don't have the same issues as far as I'm aware on iPhone, but it's been freezing oh, a weird. little bit. And I, I didn't have problems like this before. I think it's just maybe a bad update. So I'm waiting for a next update so that maybe those crashes will be handled. But playing on my iPad has not been a bad experience. Playing on Apple TV with a controller has also not been a bad experience. Nice. So there's there's other ways to play this game. So I just mostly play on iPad. Yeah, I, I know I played when I did my trial of uh, Apple Arcade. And I, I probably kept Apple Arcade for like a month or two. Um, I know that I played mm-hmm. this game and it was pretty fun. Yeah. That and also what yeah. the golf. Yeah, what the golf is Both great. Those I, I haven't I don't think I've beaten that game too. I keep there was one level that I was really having a hard time getting past because I in that game I went through it. I'm like, I have to collect all three stars. There's no like just doing the first challenge. Um so it's it's one of those like you do a challenge, you get a star, but if you go back into it, there's always two more challenges based on the same course with certain conditions, like you know, only do this in three swings or I don't know, something silly. Uh but sometimes it's a race. But what playing everybody's golf on I think that's that's the game I played, it is strikingly similar to Clap Hands Golf because I believe it's the same developers. Oh, yeah, I think so. so. They did Hot Shots Golf and um, and Everybody's Golf, which is basically just like the biggest golf games in the you know on console, as far as I'm concerned. So aside from <laughs> Mario Golf, yeah, yeah. And I mentioned it before, but they also have the triple tap option now, so you don't have to do the like you know pull pull back and and swing oh, forward nice. so so you can you can play like mario golf if you oh, want yeah that's to right you did you did too, mention so. that before i did mention it but i just i'm impressed by it um but i if i'm playing with a contr- controller yes that's a good way to play but i still feel better using the right joystick to uh to line up my shots i, I might even be more accurate than my touch because it's that sensitive <laughs> like it's it's the funniest thing it's like when i'm putting if i just swipe my finger up if if i feel that i went slightly to the left i see it in the swing that it went slightly to the you know left or slightly to the right so it it's this weird thing where i snap my finger back and i'm like whoa did i just like it's almost like i directly touched the ball when i swipe that's how instant it is so um, I talked way longer about this hey, than I wanted to, so fine. please go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to maybe actually, I think I'm going to do reverse order from what I actually have written down. And uh, so I was using my flip grip on my Switch to play Demon's Tilt and also a game called Pinball Arcade, um, which Pinball Arcade, you get one or two tables to play on, and then there's like DLC tables that you can get. So like during the big sale, um, that was going on on the Switch, like, I think I paid five or ten bucks for, like, six or seven tables. Um, so playing some Stern Pinball games in there, I can't remember specifically. Oh, wait, no, Last Action Hero was one of them, which I I like that cheesy movie from back in the day, <laughs> um, which I never really realized there was a pinball table for it. So I uh, played that. There was, like, a Ferrari game, or a, a Ferrari table. Um, I don't know, a couple other things, but had some fun playing some pinball recently. 
Um, and then also yesterday, I noticed I was that I'm still in the rock band crew um, that I've been in for a while, though I haven't played in quite some time. And I saw that they were pushing for Bloodstone, so I picked up my fake plastic bass and uh, played a few songs there, which was a lot of fun. Didn't want to go through all the rigmarole of getting my drum kit connected, um, since you know I've I've actually been really enjoying playing drums outside of rock band. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd have to switch over your setup, right? So. Yeah, that and like, I don't know. Like, there's a there's a level of rigidity now that I feel like I have to have if I'm playing rock band as opposed to if I'm just like listening and playing to something. Um, mm-hmm that I just, I, I'm having a lot more fun outside of rock band with the drums now. So, um, so yeah, so I think, I think rock band is going to be, is going to continue to be, um, played not as often, but, uh, you know, if I, if I feel like the old guitar hero type experience and picking up guitar or bass, um, I'll, I'll continue playing rock band. And I'm sure that if I can get to play with some people in person, that I'll set up my drums, but, um, anyway, also played, I think I played like, uh, evening of chivalry Two sometime in the past couple weeks. Um, this game is just still a screaming good time. Like I have no expectations of being good. I'm not good, but I just like going in and like, I discovered if I press Q on my, uh, press Q on my keyboard, I do this crazy powerful like overhead swing and I started getting a lot more kills with that. So that was a lot of fun. Also, let's see Grand Theft Auto Online. So I, one afternoon I was like, I have like, uh, two hours and I kind of want to play something that's familiar to me. Something that I can just like kind of kick back and enjoy like not Mm -hmm. have to think about new things to do just kind of slightly turn my brain off um and driving around felt appealing so did a little bit of gta online played a couple contact missions it was also like a two times rp and money um for specific contact missions and then also the same thing for like some of the different races that were there so did a little bit of that and had a lot of fun. Um, made a lot of in-game money since it was that, you know, the double money event. And uh, just remembered like, oh yeah, GTA Online is still actually a lot of fun. And the thing that I've played the most in the past two weeks uh, since the beta is still active is Overwatch 2. And there, I don't know if... I talked about this in our last episode because now I can't remember when the beta went live, but at first there was a, in this beta, there was a auto super jump for Mercy, which Mercy is my favorite character. And it, it makes Mercy's movement a lot more predictable. So I was dying a lot more often because when you'd use Guardian Angel, which is what makes you fly to your teammate so that you can be within range to heal them. Or also you can fly to them to get the heck out of Dodge because <laughs> you're getting yeah, attacked. Things go south. Um, yeah. You then at the end of your guardian angel flight would just automatically pop straight up into the air. So I didn't enjoy that. So I started playing as a, like as other support class characters or started playing DPS more often. 
and like was having a good time with that. But then they they added this new update that replaced the auto super jump for Mercy. They also rebalanced Moira, which I still haven't played this new Moira update. And I don't know if I will because the beta ends, I think, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I think they're not going to keep the Moira change. So I don't even want to try to get used to it. I'm pretty sure they're also not going to keep this new Mercy change, which at first I would have been happy about. But now I've gotten so used to it. I think that this new mobility update is really awesome. But I think it's really awesome for playing on PC. I'm pretty sure that if I, if I was a console player uh, for Overwatch primarily, I don't think I would like this new Mercy update because I feel like mm. it, re- it, re- it requires you to be too precise with some of your aiming for your movement. So basically, the way this new Mercy update works is you do your guardian angel, you fly to somebody, you've got a little meter that's filling up, sim- like it looks kind of like Farah's um, booster, like and how much like gas, so to speak, she has. Got it. But instead yeah. of like using it and depleting, when you're doing guardian angel and you're flying to somebody, it steadily increases over time up to a certain point, and then when it gets to a certain point, it's like you're going to get your maximum amount of air or momentum. So mm. you can fly forward, you can go backwards, you can go side to side, but in a lot of cases, you need to be looking where you want to go, or if you're going to fly backwards, looking in the direction you want to fly away from. Oh, interesting. So okay. there's a lot that you need to do to align where it is that you're looking. I'm dying so much less now, even though I've heard that technically Guardian Angel is a little bit slower now in this version. Mm-hmm. My mobility is, I still feel like is so much greater, even though technically that initial jump towards your, your teammate is a little bit slower. I'm finding like I'm able to get myself out of so many different situations and I've been so much harder to kill. and. I've just, like, I've also been doing a crazy amount of healing because I haven't been dying as much. So I'm consistently right. getting, like, fourteen to 22,000 heals. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, getting, getting to 14 was something that was, like, few and far between in Overwatch 1. We're now in Overwatch 2. I mean, I guess part of the difference, though, is, like, you know, you're, you only have one tank and, like, shields aren't as big of a thing in overwatch 2 anyway there's a lot of differences i am i am loving the heck out of this mercy update and i want to keep playing it as much as i can until this beta is over tomorrow (laughs) um right because i also know it's going to go away so i know that it's the opposite of what i was just saying about not wanting to play moira but Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm i'm since i am enjoying this mobility so much i want to want to get it while the getting's good. And uh, I'm curious to see how they end up changing it and balancing it so that Mercy still has more mobility, but so that it's easier for folks on console to actually utilize, like, the greater mobility. Not that it's impossible, because, like, you know, I'm, I'm a big console gamer, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like for this specific thing, I feel like... If you are playing with mouse and keyboard, you do have an advantage over a controller for Mercy's mobility. 
Okay. Well, yeah, I guess we'll we'll see how it how it all pans out. So, welcome to the official Overwatch podcast. <laughs> um, okay, no, that's all I have to say, and that's that's everything that I've been playing, with the exception of I've also been playing a bit of the next game too, just not as much as you have. Oh, good, good, yeah, yeah. It's that's that's okay because that that's sort of intentional, um, which I'll get into in uh, just a second here. So, should I? Take it away, please. So our next episode, we've been, I've been wanting to do this for a while. Actually, um, probably since, I don't know, not not quite a year, eight eight months or so. Gerald RX40, get ready to get excited. Just kidding. Yeah, exactly. Just kidding. (laughs) But you probably got excited for a split second, and I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, which which what game is Jerry actually after? I can't remember for the the life of me. Um, uh, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old <laughs> Republic. Yeah, not that. You know, I'm, I'm not saying it won't happen, but um, this one's a little shorter than that. <laughs> so this one's going to be the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. And the way I'm playing after I've actually searched many options, I actually elected to go back to my 3ds, which when I started. Looking at my options, I thought that was the last version that I wanted to play on, but it's kind of like I tried to fix everything because Ocarina of Time is an old game and playing on N64 is kind of painful, especially when you consider like your first person aiming uh, the vertical axes is inverted. So uh, a little difficult to sort of aim uh, for me um, because I just haven't gotten, I mean, you can get used to anything. I mean, we did it back in the day, but Anyway, so, um, I mean, there are so many changes on the 3DS version. So if you're at all curious, you should look up at the options, like the options that are out there. The PC port, which Mash and I both got running on our PCs, is actually a great way to play the game. It, it is. fixes a lot of things. Um, just, I could not, for the life of me, figure out how to mod the game successfully. So some of the things like... You know, it comes out of the box with things like gyro aiming, which kind of appease that and inverted. I, aiming I can thing. actually say that it, the gyro aiming with a pro controller does work well. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It is a good way to play. Uh, the thing is, I will not play that that water temple having to equip um, iron boots all the time. That will drive me nuts. So the 3DS version actually fixed that. It has the gyro aiming. Um, it made the water temple easier. Even with that, I'm just going to say everybody like use a guide through the water temple because you have to collect so many keys and it is very easy to miss one. So <laughs> just uh, definitely use a guide to get through that temple because I was like, I would have totally missed that if the game didn't call this out and I would have been searching for hours uh, hitting my head against the wall. There's not just one key there. I thought there was one key that's very difficult to find. Um, it is there. There are more. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, so I'm using a guide to complete the game 100% because I've never done that before. I've only beaten the game and, you know, watched it beaten countless times. <laughs> but I I want to finish the game 100%. And I'm really having fun with that. Awesome. So, um, so that's what we're playing next. Yeah, I haven't decided if I want to continue on with the PC version or the uh, 3DS version because I am definitely further along in the 3DS version, so I might just do that by default. Um, yeah. Because like, I, I feel like everything that I've played up to this point, even though it's been a couple of years, I remember pretty well because I was playing with no guide, 
And I remember yeah, banging my sure. head against certain things, which is why I think I stopped. So I think I would, yep. I'm, I would likely play that, but pick it up playing with a guide. Definitely. And, you know, my suggestion was, uh, you know, to play some of the PC port to get up to the point where you were, because I don't think you were that far into the yeah, game. Yeah, on the 3DS, the 3DS, I'm at the Temple of Time, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that that's maybe, you know, 35 to 40% okay. through cool. the game. So, um, so yeah, then that way you can kind of appreciate, you know, some of the changes through 3DS because you'll, but I, I don't know. Um, you, you can also just continue on 3DS. Yeah, I'll, I'll see, online. I'll see what my, uh, what, what things are looking like this next week. Thankfully, I'm not going to have to keep interviewing for jobs because man, that took up a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. And it's exhausting. Yeah, it is. But, um. But yeah, 3DS, man, there's so many enhancements. 3D models for dropped items, you know, equipped, equipable boots, gyro aiming. The 3D is actually, I really like watching cutscenes in 3D. I think that's really cool. They got built-in um, cheats too. Oh, on the PC yeah, port. Yeah, on the PC yes. port. On the yeah. PC. yeah, they got, I like the, you know, unlimited money or invincibility things that they added into it. But again, I was like, they have no fix for iron boots. Like, yeah. <laughs> I. I don't know how you go through all those other things and say like, no, the iron boots are fine. It's like, no, they aren't actually, please like something. Um, so yeah, there's, they, they definitely have mods. I just, my hat's off to you if you can figure it out because I, yeah, I mean, it just, (laughs) it looks like you need to, you know, download the source code for everything that they have and then like do whatever, like unpack into different areas like manually place files or overwrite files or update files and then like recompile the game, which isn't like, yeah. it's not necessarily like the hardest thing to do in the world, but it's like not, not super user friendly if you're not used to doing that stuff. I, I'm also like not used to doing that stuff. I can follow directions, but it's like, if I can just turn the game on and play it, <laughs> I think that'll yeah. be the option that I'll pick. <laughs> is just turning on and playing as opposed to having to screw around with a bunch of things and recompile it and run it. So, yeah. It, and, the, you know, the resources I found, which are kind of hidden intentionally because, um, you know, if you're interested in the PC port, you have to look up Ship of Harkinian. They've intentionally, like, omitted saying Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and any of this stuff so it doesn't sort of leave a trail directly to them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but the, the thing is that it, it advertises mod support. But if you have to open the source code in Microsoft Visual Studio to inject the code into this mod and recombine, that doesn't tell me mod support. That just, that sounds like it can be modded. It is possible, yeah. but but yeah, that I mean, that wouldn't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call that mod support. <laughs> yeah, mod support is you have a you know some sort of program that opens up and like allows you to copy and yeah, paste. Yeah, it's your, like drop the know, mod in mods. this directory and then you'll see <laughs> that like you can you know toggle something on or off. That that to me would be mod support. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, that's kind of what you're doing actually, but you're just doing it in code form. Yeah. <laughs> you're dropping the the code somewhere where where it will be read and acted upon. So um we digress. Yeah. So, um, do you want to continue with our outro? Yeah, I guess it's time to get the heck out of here. So, hey, folks, um, 
if you've been around here for the two years, awesome. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised because that's a lot of hours of listening to us talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Hey, you know what? Really honestly though, thanks so much for listening to the show. We know there are a lot of podcast options out there and we appreciate you taking the time to put our words in your ears. Really does mean a lot. You can also check out our website at www.retrogametimemachine.com and you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, and many other podcasting applications. You can join us on Discord, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can also support us at the 2 and $5 tiers on Patreon. Come on and join us next time when we talk about The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. May your video games be fun, and bye for now. See ya.